Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Now, as promised, I want to start this episode off with my very best tip for you. You probably wondered why on the same day I released a part one and a part two. Now, the obvious thought is, well, they're both pretty long episodes, and so you didn't want like an hour and a half episode, so you cut it in half. Partly true, yes, I'm honoring the fact that my listener tends to have less than an hour. You know, I try to keep my episodes around 30 minutes. Sometimes if the information is just so killer and we've got to go longer, we do. But in an episode like this where there's so much good content, I decided to release two parts on one day. And here's why. And this is something you want to do too. Remember, podcasting platforms rank podcasts according to, quote, popularity. But it's not just how many likes you have or how many subscribes or how many reviews. It's a combination of things, including how many downloads you have per day, per week, per month. So as you might have already figured out, today, by having two episodes released on one day, I'm getting double the amount of downloads. Now, do I know with certainty that this technique is going to look like it's twice as many downloads? Well, it is twice as many downloads, right? So that's a fact. How it affects the algorithm, we aren't 100% certain because it can't be confirmed by any of these platforms, but I can tell you from our personal case studies, when we've recommended our students to do this, and when we've done this ourselves, on those days, our podcast tends to rank better. It's also the reason why, and I'm not really a fan of this, but you've probably seen a lot of podcasters do this. They're releasing like a two minute, a three minute, or a five minute episode once a week so that they, you know, it kind of lightens the load. You don't have to produce a full 30, 40 minute, even hour long show, but it counts as a download. Yes, the listen time might be much shorter with those short episodes, but again, it counts as a download. And if you look at the really big professional podcasters, a lot of them are doing this. I can't say I'm a fan unless it's like legitimately valuable. Like one person I think who does this really, really well and it's incredibly valuable is Jordan Harbinger of the Jordan Harbinger Show. He does it on Fridays and I think it's super valuable. I like to think that what we do on Fridays for the Shaleen Show is equally very valuable. So I don't know, take it or leave it, but the more episodes you have released per day, per week, it is likely the higher you will rank. All right, now in this episode, we're going to pick back up with my friend Paul Culligan. Go back and listen to part one so you can hear a little bit about Paul. He is the go-to expert when it comes to all things podcasting. He's the author of The Podcast Report. He's a well-known speaker. He's written 11 books, including eight Amazon bestsellers. And every time I invite him on the show, I say, okay, I need you to blow me away. Like, you know, rock my world when it comes to what we need to know about podcasting. So whether you're new to the game or you've been podcasting for a long time, get your notebook out. You're going to want to take some notes. And more importantly, you're going to want to take action after this episode. There are categories that we can list our podcasts in. 
And I'm wondering, like, so for example, how does a podcaster know what category they're best suited for? And is there much to be gleaned from having a subcategory? <laughs> so like I'm in the yes. the business ca- category and the marketing category, or should it be reversed? Yes. Well, let's, let's deconstruct that even a little bit more. A lot of people listening to this might not know that Apple changed their categories about four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said what you did because I didn't have to call you out on not being one of the ones who knew. But four or five months ago, there was this crazy category called management and marketing. And by the way, if you ever want to get two people in the room together, don't make it management and marketing. <laughs> and Apple, that used to be the category. And Apple split it into a marketing subcategory and a management subcategory. And here's the thing. If you didn't change it, you're no longer in any category. So that's another yeah. thing for staying on top of things. And I'm really glad that Apple mm-hmm. did because now – There's a whole bunch of new categories now. And these categories are going to be more viable. What's nice now is, I mean, mean, let's be honest. Management marketing was a crapshoot. Well, now there is a marketing category. And the shows in there are fantastic. And now there is a management Mm -hmm. category. So definitely go to subcategories because now that they're cleaning them up, more and more people are going to go to those categories. Before when they were kind of jumbles of wackiness, they weren't as viable. Mm -hmm. But now that they're clean, we're at a good place. So, for example, let's say, hypothetically, I were to combine my two shows, Build Your Tribe and The Shaleen Show. And it's a new show now. It's called Shaleen Tribe, (laughs) for hypothetical. Would it make sense for me to be health as my main category and then marketing as a subcategory? Well, I would would tell you to, you know, tell me what the largest part of your audience is and go there. Mm, I see. So you give Apple your top three favorites. Now, Apple is allowed to do whatever they want with it. And they do wacky mm-hmm. things with it. And I've had people who've said I'm in one category and Apple's moved them to another category, even though they want to be in, in, in another category. Interesting. Uh, so you got to figure out what you want. But I would look at your three biggest competitors or your three biggest heroes. I'd figure out what category they're in and I'd put yourself in that category. Mm-hmm. I look at the way people select categories for books and many authors will pick categories where there's zero competition so they can say that they were you know number one on Amazon, let's say, for example, in this very obscure, you know, category that no one's ever heard of. Is there any usefulness in that in terms of podcasting, like to pick a very obscure category? And there aren't even really very obscure categories at this point. Amazon, there's trillions of them. Apple, I think it's, I want to say 96, but I could be wrong. You know, now the categories make sense, but stay on top of it. I think Apple will fan those out some more as well. With each directory, do we have to pick a category? Right now, Everybody is kind of lifting from the Apple situation, but that's in directory, which, you know, for us old school internet marketers, that'd be more thinking like Yahoo, you know, but remember Google is just straight out search. Mm. And so, you know, now that, now that your podcasts, every page, everything is indexed at apple.com, the right keywords in your notes might bring things up higher in search results. Big research from Edison Research came out at Podcast Movement this year. The number one way people find podcasts is still Google. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, and that page that has the right terms on it now is going to bring you up higher. So, And that was before all these Google announcements with play buttons and that kind of stuff. So categories is good for people who are going to look there. But you know, here's the great thing. Ask your audience, how'd you find the show? You know, and I'll bet you if you mm-hmm. asked 100 mm-hmm. people where they found the show, you know, 99 of them got it recommended from someone else. Or we're on your email newsletter or, or, or that type of thing. Yeah. It's cleaner now. Spend a few minutes to think about it, but more reach your audience. What are they looking for? What are they searching for? You know, you know we had a client mm-hmm. who released an episode 
And it was a three-word title. And it was one very popular subject, and then number two very popular subject. And this thing got three times as many downloads as all the other episodes, mm. which means that the internet is looking for podcasts either about topic one or topic two or topic one and two combined. You know, and so we released an episode called Topic One and we released an episode called Topic Two to find the results. And funny enough, what was interesting was it was the combination of Topic One and Two together. But now they realize that the audience is really hungry for that and they're getting a lot more downloads by just optimizing the episode than they are their category or that kind of thing. Wow. If nothing else, the takeaway there is to spend a lot more time from an SEO yes. standpoint considering your title. Yes. I mean, I mean, you look at stats, you see your episodes. There are episodes with thousands differences in Delta. You know, mm -hmm. it's because your title, like, oh, I don't want to know about this one. Yeah. I don't know about, you know, I don't want to know about that. Or yep. I do want to know about this one. Or my God, she's finally talking about this topic. I have to click play yes. right now. So yeah, optimize for what they want. And that's good old marketing. That's the headline. That's what does your audience want the most of? Give it to them. You've got a new tool for people. It's called the Podcast Influence Cycle Stack. Say that five times fast or explain it to us. It's weird. The times have changed. I used to say, raise your hand if only one person downloading your podcast would make you happy. Of course, nobody raised their hand. Mm. Then I used right. to say, you know, but what if that one person was the president of the United States? All of a sudden, the hands would go up. These days, politics... Mm -hmm. It's gotten weird and and and, and ugly. So <laughs> can't use that. So example. now, depending on who the audience is, I'll say something like the Dalai Lama or Mark Zuckerberg, you know, or or whoever based yeah. on 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 who the audience is. But the fact of the matter is, we want influence. That's what we want. And what's interesting is, if you think about influence and you think about the technology and you stack these things on top of each other, it begins a cycle of production that's really really easy. And I've got a graphic. And again, if you text Shaleen and spell it right, but one of the tips, <laughs> some of the misspellings are in there as well. But to 503-966-8066, I'll send you the graphic of this. But there, there's four steps to the process. The first step is you got to produce with ease. You know, there are some people who spend inordinate amounts of time getting the podcast episode out and getting it edited and getting all the ums and the ahs reviewed and that kind of thing. And it kills them. Mm -hmm. Little secret, I'll, I'll give you a hack. This one's fun. We would have clients who would engage with us for three months of strategy, and then they'd spend two months picking the microphone. Oh, my God. Ugh. And so what we do now is we send all of our clients, we call it the launch mic. And we send them the microphone. We send them the boom. We send them the USB cord. We send them the spit guard. We send them everything. It comes from Amazon packaged in a little mm. now. It's easy. Produce easy. Seasons, batch of people. What am I going to talk about? Go to a coffee shop or a wine bar, depending on your disposition. Outline out season one. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about nine things. Great. We've outlined season nine. Record them all at one bunch. We have a tool called Dial Talk Done Now. Say that again, because this is really cool. Dial Talk Done. This is brilliant, Paul. So let's say that slowly. Dial Talk Done. And they can learn more about this because I think people are going to be really excited to know something like this exists. I wish something like this existed when I first started. It would have made it so much Let's easier. Set you up. All right. I'll do an episode on Go, it, right? Let's do that. Okay. Explain to people how well, it works. Well, it started originally. We literally had a phone number that you called and you recorded your podcast. You dialed the number, you talked, and you were done. And it published the podcast. The problem was it sounded like it was a phone call. And in some cases, that's fine. But you can now get a microphone for under 100 bucks that plugs into your iPhone 
that sounds fantastic. And so it's the app. You pull it up. There are three screens. There's the dial screen, which is now kind of dialing it in. Give it your login and password, if you will. Talk. You literally click the talk button and you record your episode and you click done. You give it a title. You give it a description and it publishes. But not only does it publish, it actually takes out as much background noise as it can. It levels everybody. It puts your front and back music up. And from the time that you click done, you are on the feed in about nine minutes. Like literally it's available on Apple like nine minutes later. (laughs) I'm speechless. What does this run right now? The way we are programming it right now, because we have to set everything Mm up, it's $19.97 a year, 1,997 per year. Okay. But that's all the hosting. That's the music. We do custom music for you and we do custom album art for you and we get the thread going, but we also have a subset to it. This is my favorite part of Dial Talk Done. There mm-hmm. are some people who freak out at the whole, um, you know, ums and ahs thing. We have a thing yeah. called record and review. You can use Dial Talk Done to send your recording to your editor who then cleans it up and then uses Dial Talk Done to publish it. That is so cool. Now, so for someone who's just to give this perspective, if you're producing two episodes a week, which right now I'm producing five, right. Right? You're a machine. if you're producing two episodes a week, that's less than $20 per episode. That's insane. And even less if you're producing more than that. And I think because of that, people would likely, because of the ease of that, they would probably produce content more frequently. Exactly. And if you produce content more frequently, you are now producing with ease, which gives you more options, which gives you more pages, which gives you more SEO, which gives you more of the stuff that you need. If your current life means you can only produce four a month and you bring in a new machine that means you can produce eight a month, you just doubled your output. And that's part of the yeah. stack. So you've got to produce with ease. They give you a couple of other tools for, I mean, I love Dial Talk Done. It's the greatest thing we've done. I'm really happy about it. And don't get me wrong, but let me give you a couple of other tools. Before we go on though, Dial Talk Done, because yeah. <laughs> this is interesting to me. The phone quality, if I'm making, for example, a FaceTime audio versus just placing a call, the audio, when I use a FaceTime audio, is so much more clear. And can I expect a pretty clear recording? You can, you can expect a fantastic recording. And if you use, there are several lightning microphones that you can get on Amazon for mm-hmm, less than a hundred sure. bucks. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah. Yep. You do that. And it's just like you're recording into your computer. Amazing. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Go on. Next other so, tools. tools. Have you heard of the Rodecaster Pro? Yes. Oh, this thing changes the game. Okay, the Rodecaster Pro is a mixer. It's about 600 bucks. But the thing that's interesting about this mixer is that you can, for channel six, you can attach your phone and call someone and make the person that you're calling the six microphone. So instead of you and I, when we started this, you know, let's be honest, Skype started, I couldn't hear you. I'm like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And you had to text me, you know, Mm -hmm. there's that Mm -hmm. whole mess. And of course, what if they don't have Skype? You know, right. you have to set these things up and there's their services and their tools and whatnot. Imagine in that production process of getting more episodes out, if you could say, yeah, I'll call you at two and we'll start the interview. Mm, yeah. Paul, doesn't that person sound like they're on their phone? Y- yes, they do. But you know what? Radio has been doing that for a million years. The person who's interviewing yeah. has the great microphone. The person on the other end is on a phone. It mm-hmm. works. So Roadcaster Pro, an amazing tool. There's a company called Audimute, A-U-D-I-M-U-T-E. Audimute produces paneling for your rooms to take away some of the sound noise and that kind of thing. You can call them. You can turn on FaceTime. You can show them your studio. They'll custom design the room for you to make the sound sound better. 
Wow. And they'll produce sound paneling with your album artwork on it. So if you run a video or something, it's now promoting your show and it looks really cool and it's a lot of fun and it's very affordable. Ooh, these are all going to be yep. links found in yep. the show notes. These are golden gems. And then one last one, Squadcast, S-Q-U-A-D-C-A-S-T. Squadcast is a service that does remote recording. I'm not going to go all nerd on you, but they basically fixed all the things that the other guys have not been able to fix. And if you've got to do remote recording computer to computer, these are the guys to use, hands down. Now, when you say remote computer to computer, do you mean, for example, like with Skype, I use Call Recorder, yeah. or would this be the equivalent of, say, a Zencast? Yes, yes. They, okay. they fix some of the problems that Zencaster has. Okay, very cool. And this is not to throw shade to anyone. This is just merely mm -hmm. these guys More are tools. at the top of the game. When you're recording a podcast with a guest, do you make multiple recordings just to be yeah, safe? Always. You do. Except honestly, when it's on the roadcaster, roadcaster is so solid. I could take the recording for the roadcaster. I know that's going to work. And when you're doing computer to computer, what are your two go-to programs? Uh, um, Skype, which you and I are using right now, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. I use Squadcast. Got it. Excellent. Gosh, this is so valuable. I hope you guys are taking exceptional notes because these are the kinds of things that there's no place to learn these unless you're going to someone who's at the cusp of it, who really cares about these changes and wants to know kind of before they, not to be reactionary, but strategic. to be kind of a visionary. Be strategic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first. So you got to produce with ease. And now if you're not worrying about the tech, and you're not worrying about the sound, you're not worrying about the microphone, and you can get your podcast out. That's the first part of the stack. Th mm -hmm. The next part of the stack is publish everywhere. And I'm going to stress everywhere. What if nobody goes to that directory? It didn't take it long to set up. Publish everywhere. Put your podcast on YouTube. We've got a client who gets five figures of downloads. Okay, so this is not just a fluke. 10% of his downloads, like clockwork, are on YouTube. And by the way, these are about 45, 47-minute long episodes. And it's just the audio. It's just a picture with that little squiggly line, you, you know, that we've mm -hmm. seen we call them audiograms. 10% yeah. um, yeah. of the audience comes from YouTube. And here's the funny thing. This quote-unquote video of a squiggly line gets better consumption than other videos of talking heads do in this person's market. Publish everywhere. Now, when I do that, am I uploading a video or am I linking to my Libsyn feed? Well, Libsyn has a capacity to upload a video. You can actually do that mm -hmm. in part of the process and you can set that up. It's not as dramatic as some of the other options that are out there, but it certainly hits the automatic part. There are other tools out mm -hmm. there that will do. Uh, there's one called, well, well actually, Afonic does one, but there are a bunch of companies that can do them a little bit more dramatic. Repurpose. Oh, this is a good one. Repurpose.io. They're a tool that lets you do your own custom template and all sorts of fun there. But yeah, you publish everywhere. You publish on YouTube, you publish on SoundCloud, you know, you publish on all these ones that might be dead, but who cares? Because here's the funny thing, your client, your audience might not know how to subscribe, might not even know what a podcast is. They might only go to YouTube. Well, great. You're there. They might only be on SoundCloud. Well, great. You're there. They might think that the only way to get a podcast is Stitcher. Great. You know, it's 0.01% of some of our clients, but there. And when you publish yeah. everywhere and when you set up that system and you have that thing in the background as to where if there's ever an update, you make that part of your stack, you don't have to worry about that. So you produce without worrying. You publish without worrying. 
And then the next part of the stack, and this is so important, is you stay perpetually current. And this is important. So January 4th, 1996, do you know what happened on that day? Mm, No, I do not. Oh, this was an important day. This Hmm. was the premiere of the Seinfeld episode with the ride. Do you remember that one? You were probably six at the time, but do you remember the the ride? The ride. I've seen every Seinfeld episode. episode. It was with the. uh, Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. One for 1996, 23 and a half years ago. It premiered. Now, when it premiered, what was in between the acts of the Rye episode of Seinfeld? Commercials. What do you mean? Okay, sure. That was the way we watched mm-hmm. TV back then. Right. Now, Netflix paid a half a billion dollars. A half a billion dollars. I'm going to say that one more time. A half a billion dollars to get Seinfeld for like the next five years. The wow. Rye will be in that collection. You know what will not yes. be in that collection? Those commercials. Right. Because the commercial is 23 years old. Right. Take out the commercials. We have people yeah. putting in commercials for things. There are people coming to my 20, you know, if you listen to a podcast and there's an ad for their 2013 event, you're immediately saying to yourself, this is old. Okay, so how do I fix Dynamic that? Insertion. I'm, I'm sweating. Dynamic I'm sweating. Insertion. We now have the tech. We now have the tech to have a slot where the commercial goes. And by the way, this is what TV does. You know, Netflix paid a half a billion dollars to get Seinfeld, but you know what? The show's still going to be on TBS. And when TBS mm-hmm. shows the show, they're going to dynamically insert a commercial. It's not going to be the one that aired on January 4th, 1996. That's for sure. What about for those podcasters who are moving organically into promotion? So, for example, I might be interviewing you today, Paul, on this topic. And let's just say we were sponsored by you know, one of the tools that we recommended here today. And we just organically went into that content like that's an example of maybe where we wouldn't be able to use dynamic insertion. Well, if we, if we went into it organically, no, we wouldn't be able to. But if you were thinking okay. about this, we mm-hmm. kind of start changing our show. Okay. This makes sense. You know? Can you go back and take a look at older yeah. episodes? And does it hurt in any way our download numbers if I, say, take an episode from a year ago, I edit it and re-upload it? Well, first of all, for the love of God, don't do that. There are computer programs that do that for you. How will they know where to find the part that I want to edit because out? You, well, first of all, you're going to have to edit it out. So we have a client, 340 episodes, had a couple summer interns mm-hmm. go back, take out all the ads for the last 340 episodes. Okay. And in the system, we mm-hmm. now go on this episode, the ad is at 3 minutes and 46.2 seconds. This episode, the ad is at 10 minutes and 22.8 seconds. It was a bit of a project, but you know what? Mm-hmm. The content's worth it. I you see. know, Seinfeld, 23 years later, half a billion dollars because the guy created good content. And if you're a podcaster mm-hmm. and you're creating content, your content's worth it. And by the way, if your yeah. content's not worth it, create better content. I've heard people say that, you know, your older episodes that, for example, Apple only or iTunes only goes back 100 episodes. Is that accurate? Well, <laughs> funny that you asked that. Are you at 100 right now? Well, I'm way over 100. Oh, but, but, but is iTunes only showing 100? I haven't even looked well, recently. I, anytime default. I've gone and searched, I've found it. By default, most mm-hmm. of the podcasting companies list the last 100. You have to go in and change it. And a lot of people haven't done that. So if you haven't done that, you can go to 300. That's the max that Apple will do right now. But Apple will list mm-hmm. the last 300. But remember, Google never forgets. So yes. let's say you have 350 episodes and those first 50, you know, 50 aren't in iTunes. They're still in Google. Paul, you know what? I've just sat here and decided I need your help. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got a great team and they do an amazing job, but there's a lot of moving pieces and this is a very important part of our business and a very important part of my content strategy. And it's a way that I connect on a much deeper level with exactly the kind of people that I want to connect with. And and I just, I feel like we need to give more credit to experts and I need to take my own advice and hire help. Love to, and we'll, we'll chat about it when this is over. But yeah, th- thank you. Thank you. It'd be very, very fun. And I like working with content that's awesome and yours is. So that's the way to think about it. But yeah, this is what you do. And then we do a mm-hmm. thing. Well, you're going to find this out soon enough, I guess. We do a thing with our clients. We do a monthly report. And at the mm-hmm. top of the report, the first number we give you is the new content ratio. Okay. And the new content ratio is okay. in the month. So October 15, the September reports are going to come out to our clients. Okay. The new okay. content ratio is how many episodes downloaded in September were published in September. Okay. I got you. We I have understand. Clients, they are in the low teens now, meaning five out of every six episodes. Six out of seven episodes are from the back catalog. Interesting. And if people are going to the back catalog, that means they want the back catalog content, which means if you have a back catalog with a new ad, hmm, that got interesting. Mm, Yeah. And it's the service. Again, if I'm listening to a show, see now, if you're doing a preview to your 2019 event, right now, most podcasters, we think about, well, it's just going to be an old episode and it's just going to be something that people aren't going to necessarily come back to. Well, now that you know that you're going to have an ad for it, oh, they, well, do. they do. And now you just kind of build your yeah. show a little bit differently. You just be honest. You just say, you know, just many times in this episode, I've said at the time of this recording, at the time of this recording, you know, I'm, t- you know, this was a moment in time, but people will be listening to this for a long time. We track how many people text Shaleen to 503-966-8066. And, you know, we know that there's been a regular flow of listens to our last episode coming through because we see them pop up. Mm-hmm. And so... That number, imagine, you know, if you took a month off and your downloads only decreased by 10%. Crazy. It's happening for a lot of people. We had a client the month of October, they they want to change some things. So they want to go through just greatest hits in the month of October. And and really their downloads are only going Mm -hmm. to go down by 20% because we've been building out this back catalog. And so if you stay Mm -hmm. perpetually current, so now you listen to an episode that's four years old, you know, in, in your health category, you know, let's take a... I mentioned vitamin C. I mean, how many episodes do you have Mm -hmm. to do about vitamin C? One, Mm -hmm. you know, do the perpetual episode about vitamin C and then just have it promoting whatever you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And you're good to go. We have a thing. We have the mindset scorecard here, which is the way we think about podcasts. We don't create podcasts. We create assets. I get it. I get it. When you say stay perpetually current, you're not just referring to then ads. You're speaking about like making sure that content is current as well? Like, how do I apply that if I'm not using any type of ad or even promotion in my podcast? Well, first of all, part of this is use the tech to stay perpetually. I mean, there's no way to stay perpetually current on a five-year-old episode if you never edit the five-year-old episode. So Mm -hmm. there's no way to do this with some kind of mechanistic, you know, system in play here. But if there is, here's what you do. Let's say you just, you absolutely have no money and you have no ability. Here's what I would do. Create an episode that's timeless. Never talk about who the president is. Never talk about what season it is. Never talk about what's happening in politics. Just create stuff that is assets, not episodes. Okay. So you're you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're suggesting that we actually be far more yeah. aware of time-sensitive yes. mentions. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Create an asset, not an episode. Hmm. That might be difficult for me on the Shaleen show, which is obviously a different format from Build Your Tribe, because on the Shaleen show, so much of it is what I'm going through. But the thing is, what you're going through in August of 2019 might be something that someone's going through in February of 2022. Okay. So it's less about like you and more about like, let's not have a reference to the year or the election where someone's listening to it. And just gets that little thought in the back of their head, like, hmm, this is outdated. Well, the diary of Anne Frank, you know, a 13-year-old Jewish girl held from the Nazis, you know, very dated, Mm -hmm. very specific, but it is really perpetually current because it's about heroism and it's about, you you know, the most amazing themes of the world. And, you know, when I had my girls read that, it was very important to who they were at that time. But we didn't pretend it was, you know, the diary of a teen influencer. Paul, that I have health-related podcasts from several years ago where I completely disagree with the advice I was giving at that time. Should I just delete those episodes entirely? Um, you could delete them. That's an option. Another, th- you can go back in and just—they're not editable. Well, 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 just no. Create a new episode. Create a new episode. Just go in and say, "Hey, this is you know." I want to let you know. Hmm. Um, four years ago, I said this, and I no longer believe this. I believe this now. And when you say create a new episode, replace it in that yeah. slot, yeah. or, or as like a new release is what you're saying. Or am I replacing? Be it would be dependent on what you're doing. I would consider doing both. At the very least, mention it. But in Libsyn, which mm-hmm. both you and I use, we have that common language. There is a replace file feature. Mm-hmm. Just replace episode one two two with a new episode one two two. Okay. Why not? Got it. If you want to take one, two, two, and you just want to do a precursor to it, you just want to go, hey, you know, back then this, this, and this was going on. We didn't realize about this, this, and this. I want to, for historical reasons, keep this here, but I morally and ethically have to start with Mm. this preamble. Then go ahead and do that. That's great. That is brilliant advice. Thank you for that. Now, what does it mean to preserve your audience? Keep them close. Okay. Here's the thing. Why are we sending our audience to social platforms. Mm -hmm. You got to ask that question. And sometimes there's a very good reason to do it. Sometimes there's Mm not, you know, here's a question. Should YouTube be bringing people into your podcast or should your podcast be bringing people into YouTube? Mm -hmm. Keep them close, bring them home. Once they listen to your show, once they're subscribed to your newsletter, once they're getting content dynamically updated as they listen to you on a regular basis through the podcast, do you really need them to be on Twitter where Twitter's selling them to your competition? You know, what's the most important thing? Your Instagram feed, your Facebook page, or your podcast, or your mailing list? Mm-hmm. Well, if I can play devil's advocate, my thinking behind this is it's important to have them plugged into me, if I can, in multiple yes. platforms so that if you've forgotten to check your, you're not a regular podcast listener like some of us, but you do follow me on Instagram and you happen to see in my stories that I'm talking about an upcoming episode with right. you, Paul, then it's a reminder. It's like, it's front oh, of mind. And but so. Absolutely. And I'm going to say absolutely again, because it just sounds so dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's the thing. Use Instagram to promote the podcast. Don't use podcast to promote Instagram. If they're already there, once you've got them at the right place, would you rather they subscribe to you on Instagram or would you rather they subscribe to your podcast? I honestly want them on both. You do. Which one's first? Oh, yeah. podcast, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So mm-hmm. just think about it that way. Keep them close. 
and just mm-hmm. be strategic, preserve them. Every time you send them out there into the field, realize what noise they're going to hear, realize mm-hmm. what's going to happen and what's going to go, and just be careful with that and follow the power of data. Because remember, if I were to send someone, you know, I'm telling everybody to text Shaleen to 503-966-8066, and I'm not going to send them to a YouTube video that's going to have my competition mm-hmm. promoting up against it. They're going to get a text mm-hmm. message with the links. They're going to text message with the information. And by the way, I, I, this, you will not be getting text messages from me for the rest of your life. Like it's just to get you that information. If you want to sign up for something later, you can, but this is just a, a real easy mechanism to get that out. But I'm not going to send you mm-hmm. to people that might take you away from this little thing that we just created today. And it's just something that you want to think about. You know, you know, I used to joke and, you know, you'd read the Twitter to remind you to look at the Instagram that tells you about the Facebook page that tells you to read the blog that promotes your Twitter account. You just want to be careful. What do you want the most? I'll tell you this. If you have a thousand subscribers and you release a podcast episode, how many people download that episode? If you have a thousand subscribers, hopefully a thousand people then, right? If you have a thousand YouTube subscribers and you release an episode, how many people view that episode? Uh-huh, exactly. Cute. So, you know, you got to run yeah. the math. You got to look at the power of data. Yeah. And you got to preserve your audience. But once you have them, treat them right. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. cruel to send them out to the wrong place. Now, flip side, do you know the author, Anne Lamott? Anne Lamott is, um, if you get like 10 aspiring novelists in a room and you ask them like who their most inspirational writer is, probably Anne will get eight or nine of them. And those of us in the know, we all talk about how, you know, well, well, writers have blogs. Anne has realized that a blog is pointless. And because she knows all of her audience is on Facebook and she's made Facebook her blog. Mm. And if you look at her engagement rates, she blows every social media marketer in the world away. It's amazing Mm. what she's done. I'm so jealous of the power that she has on (laughs) Facebook because she's realized who, who, but she's not sending them out. She said, hey, guys, stay here on Facebook, stay, stay here on right Facebook, here. and her Twitter accounts, very popular Twitter account. She'll retweet somebody now and then, but all the content is, hey, I wrote this really cool thing at Facebook, click here. And she brings them all in, nice. and she curates them, and she's careful with them, and she's not serving Twitter, she's not serving Facebook, she's not serving YouTube, Facebook is serving her. And that's the approach that we want to take to this. And there's just so many of us who end our podcast with, well, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and don't forget to go to Instagram and don't forget to this and don't forget to this. Started at least with, don't forget to subscribe to my show so that when the next one comes, you can listen mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and just just preserve your audience. I mean, it is a scary world out there. You know, we both have kids. We had to let them leave the house at one point. But, you know, we had our arms around them and we were very nervous as, you know, as, as they walked out the door. Treat your audience with the same energy and treat your audience with the same respect and love, and and it'll be really, really interesting. Mm. Okay, this is the longest (laughs) I've ever forced a guest to stay on my show, and it's It's for personal reasons, but I know that, and I I know it's serving a lot of people because there's so many who are interested in this, and they need to think of it in less of a, like, hmm, I should start a podcast and throw it up and and wonder why no one's showing up, and more of a strategic approach. So thank you for that. Last question. Recently, you sent me a text and said, hey, Shalene, do you have the, what is it called? Platform Smart Link. Okay. Explain that to guests and why they need it. One of these things that, that you just, you're going to hear it and you're just going <laughs> to just gonna slap yourself in the head and go, of course. Back to protecting your audience. You've seen this before. Well, if you have an iPhone, you need to download the iTunes and go to the podcast tab and click on this. And if you have a Google device, you need to download the Android podcast you yeah. know, and your audience is snoozing. 
and your audience is crazy. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you one. So I have a show called The Podcast Report. And by the way, I have not released okay. a new episode of The Podcast Report in three mm-hmm. or four months because I don't want to waste my audience's time. But it's coming back. If you type subscribe to the report mm-hmm. into any browser, here's what mm-hmm. will happen. If you are on an iOS device, iPad, mm-hmm. iPhone, iPod, there's a few left, mm-hmm. it will open up the Apple Podcast app and you'll get the podcast report. If you are on an Android device, it will open up the Android app. If you are on a Mac computer, it will take you mm-hmm. to that page at apple.com that has my podcast right there. And if you're on a Windows computer, yes. it will take you out to Spotify. It does it automatically. Yay. I don't have to tell that story anymore. Now I just say, you know, and I handed out, I was at Podcast Movement, the big event of the year, and I handed out business cards. I said, the podcast mm-hmm. report, subscribe at subscribe to the report.com. So cool. Yeah. Done. And, and this is the idea of publishing everywhere, staying perpetually current, you, you know, preserving the audience, make it easy for them. And now, by the way, some people aren't as generous at you when you do podcasts and they won't let you, you know, pitch a lot of things. Subscribe to yournamehere.com. That's all you have to do. You know, you get on TV, subscribe to yournamehere.com. Wear a hat that says subscribe to yournamehere.com. One link. Own the link. And there are a lot of companies who different mm-hmm. versions of it. And, and there are options mm-hmm. out there. We're actually building one for our clients right now. We're using a third party until we get that perfect. But the great thing is it's the domain. So you can move it. You know, it doesn't matter. And I don't know if you grabbed one or not. And if you did, jump in. We sure did. Your suggestions. We took subscribe to Tribe and subscribe to CJ. I love subscribe to Tribe. It just flows. It's awesome. And we're on the Tribe show. So here's the great thing. If you are listening to this because... You clicked a play button at an apple.com page, you know, pull out your device and enter subscribe to tribe.com and whatever device you're on, we will set you up. And here's the thing in two years, who knows, Facebook might come out with a phone or something. Don't worry. Subscribe to tribe Mm -hmm. will work on that phone as well. Yeah. And the entire marketing thing, it went from a five minute diatribe to rolling off the tongue, subscribe to tribe.com. This is the kind of stuff you want to think about. Yeah. It's great. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this is just mind blowing. I I hope that people will take advantage of that free report that you're going to send to them and, and so many of the other links that we mentioned. Again, you text my first name, Shaleen, to the number 503-966-8066. And Paul, I just can't thank you enough for sharing all of this insight. It's so valuable. You're so valuable. Well, thank you for having me on. And I will see you soon. Pretty mind-blowing. I know I have a huge list of action items, things that myself and my team need to now do in order to boost our efforts. Like I spend five days a week podcasting. It's a really big deal. It's a huge part of my business model, and I need to be far more strategic about it. I need to invest more resources, more team members, more time. And every time I have Paul on the show, I realize that I can do a better job. I hope this is incredibly valuable for you too. And I hope that you'll reach out to Paul and let him know how helpful it was. Be sure to check out the links below in our show notes where we've listed a lot of the things we talked about in this episode. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for taking action. And thanks for staying in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active at the moment. It's at Shalene Johnson. Send me a DM. P.S. Follow me first. It drives me freaking crazy when someone sends me a DM and they're not following me. That's not nice. Just give me a follow, then send me a DM and let's chat. I look forward to getting to know you. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful, especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz, but you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And then answer the questions and I want to hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know, like, what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear. And I know you will be too. It can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are going to come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's going to be so obvious to you. And it's going to give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right, again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this. 